You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones in the Temple of Film. I'm Steve. And I'm Matt. And we're a VHS podcast that's actually doing a VHS this week. Yay! We're breaking down everything. Well, this is a newer film that's on VHS. Yeah, this is kind of funny. Like, <laughs> we are doing a new movie, but it is still tied yeah. to our nostalgia. <laughs> what are we watching, Matt? We're going to watch Antrim, the deadliest film ever made on VHS. This is the forest where the devil landed when he was cast out of heaven. And at that spot, we'll find the entrance to hell. The Antrim. The deeper we dig, the more the forest around us becomes darker. And with each layer that we pass, deeper in hell we'll be. Yeah, this is fun. I like these type independent films. Like, this obviously wasn't made in the 70s. Right. But uh, uh, you had to ask me, though, but because it's very convincing. <laughs> I had to ask you because they do a very good job of making it look like it was. Now, I was almost for certain that it wasn't. But there was part times where I'm like, I don't, is this digital to 35? There's no way they paid for a 35 millimeter film, right? I, I actually don't know... Uh, they very are. They're very quiet about how they did the the middle chunk of this movie. I don't know if they shot it on thirty five. I don't know if they just film looked it or what. But I, I have no idea because it's really hard to find any information about the film within the film here. Yeah, and we both watched it. I, I watched it um, on my computer. You gave me an ability to. That's all I'll say. And you had it on VHS. Yes. The VHS of this came out uh, around Thanksgiving time, uh, around Black Friday, of course. Um, BrokeHorrorFan.com uh, put it out with uh, Witter Entertainment. It is It was limited to 50 copies. Um, they are now sold out. Uh, so you guys can't see it on VHS, unfortunately. But, but we can still talk about the movie and sort of the experience of watching it on VHS uh, yeah, yeah. a little bit here. Uh, but yes, this it's... Uh, uh, limited run, I guess you would call it. Limited run VHS that came out this year. It's a perfect movie to do this with. Yes, absolutely. That's really why I is. snagged it up really fast. Yeah, because it probably won't. They probably can't produce enough of these to like keep going. Right. Because, I mean, I, it's got to be pretty scary to produce VHSs and just like, how many people are going to buy this? 50 people bought these? <laughs> yeah. Pretty fast. Pretty fast. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I actually wouldn't be surprised if they did another 50 on these at some point. But um, still, that... Think about that. A hundred. Yeah. A yeah, hundred VHS is being sold at 25 bucks a pop. So. Yeah. And, yeah. I don't know. 
We'll see. But yeah, there were 50 of these when I when I snagged this. So I guess uh, my history with this movie was uh, finding it sort of by accident um, and then through contacting the directors and programming it in uh, my festival, the Windy City Horrorama, this, this, in 2019, this past year's festival. Uh, so as soon as it came out of VHS, I needed to snag it up because obviously I liked it because I had a hand in programming it, but also it was a cool film to find too. Yeah, I it, right when I first saw the because you guys played this was it Windy City Horrorama? Mm-hmm. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was one. Windy, it was Windy City Horrorama, but I don't know if it was during the festival or if it was during the. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, this was festival um, proper. This wasn't one of the monthlies. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is one of the ones that pissed me off. I could not see. I this was, and I said at the beginning, I go, that was one of the ones that stuck out to me. Um, I just pointed to nowhere, <laughs> <laughs> um, and. And right when I saw it, I was like, okay, I, I dug it. I was, the, and there's certain things I, maybe, I mean, do we, we just want to talk about the buildup of the film? Yeah. Um, do we want to, do we want to talk about the cover at all first or do we oh, want to yeah. get into the movie and then go back to uh, it? <laughs> cause this one's a weird one. This is a weird one for sure. I know. Cause I kind of forget there's a cover right in front of me because <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's a limited It's a new movie. movie. <laughs> And it, oh, this is a great cover. Yeah, we've got we've got this like uh, devil goat f- head figure on the cover here with the uh, Antrim symbol being held by like a kid's hands, and it just it's like a painted cover, um, and it says Antrim, the deadliest film ever made, and that's kind of it. And I think it works in its simplicity here. I love this goat uh, prop that they have in the movie, and I love that it's painted drawn here this is mm. badass oh i just noticed the book thing in the, the mm-hmm. book in the back yep, yep. okay yeah that's great i uh, curious um any trailers in this they make any no. fake ones okay no. all, right. all right all they did uh for the vhs that was different from maybe the uh the online version you saw was there's a intro supposedly from the actress from the 70s movie who is like a uh, blurred out face older woman because obviously it's not the same woman because it's not a movie from the 70s, but they were smart enough to get an older actress to play the young actress. Um, and it's it says on this VHS, like special features introduction by actress Nicole Tompkins or whatever. Uh, the introduction is literally just a blurred out face, her sitting down and she goes, don't watch this movie. And then it starts. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Um, but some of the other fun things that come with it well let me read you the description so you know what this is about and then i will tell you some of the fun things that come with the vhs before we get into the movie so it says in the back watch at your own risk rumored to have been lost antrim appears as a cursed film from the 70s viewers are warned to proceed with caution it's said to be a story about a young boy and girl who enter the forest to save the soul of their recently deceased pet they journeyed to the Antrim, the very spot the devil landed after being cast out of heaven. There, the children begin to dig a hole to hell. So, what you're seeing is a cursed film. And what it comes with, it comes with a liability and a letter from the directors uh, warning you to not uh, watch the movie. You have, like, the liability thing you can, like, sign and everything. Like, they went all out with this. And then there's, like, a letter, I'm pulling them out, from the directors also. So, the, and the, the, the letter is pretty sweet. It's, it's like, also thanking you for, you know, supporting the movie and buying the VHS and stuff like that. And then the liability thing is more like, you're going to die if you watch yeah. this. <laughs> I like the William Castle going all out with the, like, I mean, obviously, it's, you know, like, not shocking the seats, but how they're, like, they're treating it real. They treat it 100% real. Uh, and it's, it's great. I kind of really like that. 
And sort of, if you guys aren't aware of this movie, you've never heard of it before, sort of the framing of it is a documentary that is explaining to you about all these cursed events that anytime somebody has watched or screened or tried to do a screening of the movie Antrim, all these horrible things that have happened. And it's sort of the bookend is a documentary telling you of all these cursed things that this movie has. And then, it's very smart, the filmmakers go, okay, now you're going to watch the movie. Yeah. Since... Um the dawn of cinema. We've been making movies about hell and the devil. And, uh, and they've been, you know, just films. So they've been safe. Hedrum is not safe. And I'm glad we're talking about a movie like this. Uh, obviously, we're going to spoil the movie. Uh, so if you want to hear, if you want to see the movie, I... You can rent it on YouTube. You can rent it on Amazon. You can rent it. I'm sure there's other one. A Voodoo, I believe, has mm-hmm. it now. And then you can also buy it like pretty cheap uh, at uh, Walmart's and stuff. Uh, uncorked, put it out. So you can Good. you can pick this up. Yeah, pretty much anywhere right now. And I like talking about movies like the, like there's some movies I'm like, well, you know, I, I don't want to talk about it because I want the filmmaker to make money. But if we don't talk about a film like this, it can't get out there. This movie is very well crafted. Yes. So let's talk about it. We're gonna spoil it. Uh, turn it off if you uh, turn us off. Yeah. Turn it off. Watch it, and then come and then come back. <laughs> the comeback is really important for us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you may not come back. You may because not. Because it may yeah. kill you. <laughs> Good point. Oh shit. We're gonna lose, <laughs> we're gonna lose a lot of dedicated listeners. Uh, so here we go. The setup on this is awesome. There were, I'm like, of course this is fake. I know this is fake, but there are certain parts where I'm like, is this real? Yeah, it still, it still gets under your skin even if you know sort of the conceit of it or whatever. You're like, okay, it's a gimmick, but like, it's, a good it's gimmick. still creepy. <laughs> it's good because they commit so hard. Yeah. And anytime you mess with demons or hell or whatever, even if your movie is fake, obviously, like this movie is, you're still messing with stuff. That's creepy. You know, you hear the stories about stuff that went wrong on the Poltergeist set or stuff that went wrong on the Exorcist set. You know, anytime you mess with stuff like this, stuff is creepy. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you're still, even though it's a movie, you're watching this cursed film, you're like, but how much of this is still going to fuck me up? (laughs) Yeah, because I'm sure a lot of our loyal listeners know that I'm agnostic. I, I don't believe in any, uh, I don't know what's out there, but I don't believe in a lot of nonsense we have. Devil, God, whatever. Bullshit. Uh, but what I do love is how people react to their beliefs. Uh, actually, love is not a right word because I think most people are monstrous. But what I'm saying is it's like uh, the satanic panic. Right. How people can convince themselves of something that's clearly not there, but it is there. In their mind. Right. And it can make them, it can change them. It, I mean, that's scientific proof. Mm-hmm. And listen to me, I'm a doctor. Yes. A doctor in bullshit. Yes. It's uh, true. Analog bullshit. Yes, that's right. You've got your PhD in analog bullshit. Uh, so it, it's great, like, when they're introducing this, and I think it was three, was it three incidents? Uh, I can't I can't believe I didn't write down the year it happened. Sometime in the 70s. And they were showing it in bangladesh i did not write it down yeah there was there was originally going to be like was it the festival screening that it was or was the festival later 
the festival's later. Well, no, this was the first screening that they had ever done. Okay. It was in some theater in a foreign country. I want to. I want to say. I want to say Bangladesh. Yeah, no, I don't remember. I don't remember America. either. But so the film played, and the whole theater burned down. Everyone yeah. died. And then when they investigated it, it turned out, and they brought in that that older gentleman who was playing the investigator. He was great. Yeah. He he's the one like that actor right there kind of freaked me out. I'm like. This is not real, but that guy. This <laughs> is this the real? Shit out of it. Uh, They're selling the shit out of it. And he was like, "Yeah, when we investigated it, we found that the film." Uh, and then he was like, "Their science behind why the film caused the actual fire was good," and and I think it was true. Yeah, like nitrate, that type. Yeah, nitrate film starts fires. Is yeah. highly explosive. Yeah. Well, not explosive. I'm sorry. Uh, flammable. Highly flammable, and it burns in very fast. Yes. Uh, so a lot of the film can burn itself up before it starts a real fire. Right. Uh, but if there's enough of it, which I'm assuming since it's in a theater, I don't know how you trace that. I'm sure there's, uh, my cousin's a fireman, but I know that the way people investigate fires, where they initiate start is just amazing to me. I don't know. Cause to me, I look at it, I go, Oh, everything's full ash. How the fuck <laughs> you do this? But I'm sure they're like geniuses behind it. But anyway, this guy pulled it off. Yeah, no, they saw the shit out of it. Yeah. Um, and then and then it talks about them submitting to festivals and people um, that were, wa- like, festival uh, jurors and people deciding on the movie programmers. Um, yeah, I forgot what they're called, but, you know, I do it. Uh, <laughs> what are what are we called? I don't know. Um, I, I, yeah, also, <laughs> like, the programmers died or got mysteriously sick or couldn't finish watching Yeah, the, the people movie. screening the films to see if it was going to... Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were like trying to figure out what was going to go in a festival or just screeners like, oh, this is going into the festival. I assumed that it was like people who are going to journalists. Yeah, so something I like said, that. But I people, said, I yeah, people got the people were watching this movie to decide on what to do with the movie or where to screen it somewhere else or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then they went crazy or mm-hmm. died or got sick or whatever. And we had the LSD and the popcorn butter. And then uh, the, the, the that other was the other second screening. one. Yeah, that yeah. was the they actually screened it again and mm-hmm. people went crazy during the screening. And then it was found out later that uh, the popcorn guy was putting LSD. In all yeah, the popcorn, which I, is I hilarious. I think they missed a spot to put a mugshot of a guy. <laughs> yeah, it could. Have, that would have been really funny. because it would have been awesome yeah uh, I, I think they just did a picture of him and i was like ah oh, you should have did a mugshot uh i don't know why they didn't i'm surprised they they thought of it all they just missed that one <laughs> well yeah and it's it's not really like i'm hammering on the filmmakers it, putting together a film or even doing a pot an hour-long podcast you just forget shit yep people it goes on the radar and then someone says something like that and they're like oh shit yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh but and then then it, like it just keeps going with like people talking about the history of this film and how oh so you guys have a screening i think one of them one of the guys like oh so you have it you know and i think it's he couldn't figure out if he's gonna watch it yeah and what's what's I, at least when I was first jumping into the movie, um, and it's something that unfortunately the listeners won't get out of this, but like um, when I was watching the movie, I didn't know we were going to see the movie. You know what I mean? I just was like, oh, they're doing a documentary thing. We're going to see clips from it. We're going to hear horror stories about things mm-hmm. that happen. But then when the movie, like after 20 minutes of being a documentary, is like, and now we're going to show you Antrim. And I was like, <laughs> I, yeah i was a little confused too i didn't know i was like oh okay oh i thought maybe we we're gonna show clips from it and they were gonna do something i didn't know what they were gonna do i really did not know what was happening so the way i watched it was you know a, a, a screener for the festival mm-hmm. 
Uh, and it was good because now I can talk about it and it worked for the festival. So you gave it to me. You were very nice. And I watched it in the middle of the night. That's you fucked up. <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, or you it got the best possible wonderful. experience. <laughs> it was wonderful because I had no idea what was coming. I never even watched a trailer except the first trailer you showed me many, many moons ago. Yeah, um, the one that you probably put on the website. Yeah, <laughs> and it was yeah. Someone sent me that link, uh, and it, I was like, oh, I want to see that. Like, there's a lot of things we when we see these when you show me the trailers for these that I'm like. I want to see that. I'm okay with that. You know, like, it's kind of like, I know my style, but I still was surprised by a few in, in these last two festivals where I'm like, oh, I really enjoyed that. People be open-minded. <laughs> Try things. Uh, uh, so when they started actually playing the movie, I was like, oh, is it? They're going to do it. And I have a note right here. I said, oh, documentary setup was a really nice touch. Paints an eerie picture of what could happen. And then immediately, dog dies. And I go, oh, well, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, because I was like, and I said, the needle made me feel sick. A little sick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they even do the thing, too, where they play with the sound to make you feel sick yeah. while you're watching the movie. Um, there's certain, like, levels of the sound mix that are, like, in there to, like, make you feel anxiety, make you mm-hmm. feel, like, depressed, make you feel sick. Yeah. And, yeah, they, they started off right away just... Well, the- so I'm more of a visual person. Um, the audio never... Fe- like, because I, I know, I, I was hearing the... And, like, the things yeah. they're doing. And I think it's great. Because it works on a lot of auditory... How do you say that? Where people, like, learn more through hearing. Yeah, yeah. Or they have more feelings towards it. But that needle, when it dripped... Because they're, they're uh, like, you know, I uh, when I was younger, I saw someone who had cancer get a needle. Uh, get a needle. They got a shot through a needle that, like, still menaces me. You know, it just, like, not menaces me. It still, like, shakes me to the core. And I saw that, and I just felt sick. And I was like, good for you guys. Yeah. Other than fuck you for having a dog die. Yeah. And, they, and that literally is how, like, they start you off. Yeah. So, like, you, there is no time for you to be like, okay, I'm safe. I'm watching a movie. It's going to get scary. It's going to get sad or whatever. Nope. Right off the bat, you're like, oh, this is going to be... <laughs> They're going to punish me the whole time mm-hmm. I'm watching this. <laughs> and then, then I got a little lost, um, mostly for my own... You know, it's my own fault because I'm watching on my computer. It's hard to watch movies on your computer. I... For me. I don't know about you. Yeah, I don't uh, do it. Yeah. I, I was throw it on the tv if i can yeah yeah i should have but uh so then i look up and i go wait we're in suicide woods what happened um and that was like 30 seconds folks so it doesn't take long for my brain to go <laughs> uh so but I, I got it i was like oh i see what we're doing here because when they showed the sign at first i was like what oh that made me feel weird yeah they're, they're going to a suicide forest to bury their dog uh they're gonna dig a hole to hell to bury their dog to bring him back. That's their plan. <laughs> this is the mother's story that she has told to the kid. We don't know that yet. <laughs> right. But we will find out. Uh, so he he puts down the collar, which immediately made me feel sad. And I thought the dog's name was Max. But I my next note was like, this is shot really well, like a 70s film with the yellow tint. The, you know, the scratches, which we see that all the time in these. But what really got me is like, they stuck to the long shots 
of like 30 sometimes i felt like there was like 30 seconds between cuts yeah one of the things i think a lot of people forget when they do these 70s 80s grindhouse homages and stuff is they still cut like we do today Mm -hmm. they always forget that like in those 70s movies those shots are long those scenes are long I explained this to a person in their early 20s. As he's like, yeah, why do they always do that? And I'm like, well, back in that day, when you had to do a cut, you had to literally cut the film. So, if you have 4,000 cuts in a film, I, I'm just putting out a number. In a modern day film, I don't even know how many cuts there are. Uh, I know there's like an average cut like every five seconds. And that's, in a Michael Bay, it's probably every 1.2 seconds. You know, <laughs> but So, the whole thing is like, you know, literally cut it that's why we call it a cut mm-hmm. and he's like oh it sounds awful and i'm like yeah yeah but that <laughs> filmmakers cared <laughs> we're like yeah we're gonna sit and splice our movie together now yeah. like, so <laughs> you know that's what it was and uh, film was expensive yeah yeah so cutting too. all that film when it was falling on the ground that was money right right so they that's why shots are longer, things are more patient, but also the filmmakers were more patient too to tell their story. So like, cuz they had to think out every shot right. more. You're right, Ex- exactly. They now, had to plan ahead because time is money. It's a it's a double-edged sword. Now we get more experimental shots because it doesn't cost. Right. Back then, it was more thought out. Right. So right. double-edged. Yeah. Uh, I'm not criticizing today. There's so, yeah, there's know. some great experimental stuff that we wouldn't have been able to do before. That's awesome. But then yeah. also we have people that use constant cuts as a crush, a crutch. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Um, and then okay, so I'm just gonna go through my notes, and then maybe we can tell the story better than we usually do. <laughs> uh, what's up with the crazy book? That's that was my thing. Because uh, I was like, huh? Is or so did she pick this up at a library? We don't really need to know. It was just a question I was asking myself. Yeah. Because she's reading from it. Yeah, she picked up this book that'll, like, that they read the passage. And then and then I really like how they use the book in the movie then to, to kind of do the the act chapters. Yes, yeah. I was, re- I was really creepy and weird. It just made me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I felt like I knew where I was going, even though I was in a in woods I'll never go in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, yeah. it has a structure to it that still feels like you can... Some films do this, do it well, um, where you can have the like chapter one, yeah, chapter two, you know. This um, one, this one, I think does it really yeah. well. I liked it, uh, and then I got Japanese guy trying to commit suicide was weird. Yeah, they like interrupt him, <laughs> and, and he like apologizes. Yeah, yeah, which I didn't like. I don't need to get it. I, I don't know yeah. why this guy who's trying to kill himself would then get caught and then apologize for like not. Right. Was he apologizing for not committing, or was he apologizing for the inconvenience of them? I don't know. I, yeah, it it may. I don't know why, but this this one makes me feel something too. Like maybe maybe it is a little sick or whatever. But it's like you're catching somebody at their most vulnerable at that point. Like that guy has made the choice, has decided, is preparing to kill himself, which is a very obviously final thing, like a very finite thing. And then and then this kid is just like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> like, and it, like and the way he just like reacts and stops, I was like, oof, that's that's rough. That's real rough. Yep. It was yeah. I uh, his. Mm. <laughs> anytime but he did stop the suicide well at least for now but at the same time that was that guy's choice and he made it all the way over to the forest and everything and that's what the forest is for so it's like 
that's kind of fucked up that he stopped that. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah you want to save of... the guy, but at the same time, it's like not your play. You know, I don't know. Yeah, but I, it is. I, it makes you feel uncomfortable either yeah. way. <laughs> either way, it shakes out. I, I'm not the kind of person who's like, oh, you saved his life. Who knows what will go on? No, I was just like, hey, at least that kid did something, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Um, he's probably just going to walk to the other side of the woods and yeah, then do it. Yeah, like, I got to go away from these fucking kids. Yeah. Uh, and then we, and then uh, digging a hole. Look, Digging a hole to look for something. What are they looking for? Oh, the dog's name is Maxine. Like, I thought it was Max. I had no idea it was... Maybe they uh, call it... I, I don't know, but maybe they say Max at one point and then... The full name is Maxine, I guess. Maybe. I do like how they're finding little things in the ground when yeah. they're digging this hole, too, which I love because as soon as they're doing it, I go, well, this is clearly just made up. And what I mean that is just like she's telling kid, oh, we'll just dig a hole to hell. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> uh, but, but later on, when you understand that she made up the story for the child... Now it does. Right. Because she's like, what will a kid understand? Oh, we're just going to dig a hole down. Yeah. Like when you tell her, oh, you keep digging that hole, you're going to get to China. Right. It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Crazy Statue was a great prop because they start going farther along into the woods. I don't quite know why, uh, but they go farther along in the woods and then they come upon a giant bronze prop of a goat Mm -hmm. with... That's that's crazy. Yeah, it's like a goat man, like statue thing, yeah. but like the goat head's huge and stuff. It, yeah, it's really it's really creepy looking. Um, and right right around this time leads to probably the scariest scene in the yeah. movie, yeah. Uh, which is when the movie stops and um, you ha- like the demon f- makes eye contact with you, the viewer, yep. for like a minute straight. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, well, this is disturbing. It's just and I don't uncomfortable. Even yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe not disturbing, very uncomfortable. Right, and uh, you want to like look enough. away because it's like looking you, the viewer, in the eyes well, as you're sitting there. I was waiting for it to like leap out or do anything, nothing. And because it doesn't do anything, I think that's what makes it scary. Yeah, because uh, it doesn't have to. Right. Uh, and then, uh, was that dude humping a dead deer? Yep. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. We've got some uh, crazy... Uh, devil worshiping hillbillies hillbillies that are like the one guy's just running around in his underwear <laughs> no, tidy whitey stained tidy <laughs> there's and fucking dead deer corpses yeah and then i said wait are they killing someone in that crazy brass uh statue um bronze statue yep yeah they're like so that i think this is an old torture from like the roman days or maybe even the bible where they would stick people in, um, you know, like bronze and then fire it on it because it would just boil you alive. Mm. Or, like the, I think the um, humidity would rise. So whatever, I don't know what it is, but your like skin would just melt off. It's fucked yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. There's some fucked up shit going on in these hillbill, these satanic hillbillies little mm-hmm. farm that they have going on here. Yeah, my note is run <laughs> and then control that kid and get the fuck out. Uh, and then Nathan falls in the water. Yeah. And that's the child's name. I don't even know the mother's name, but I do know the kid's well, name. Well, that, that's the sister. We see the mother. Oh, that's early right. On, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. The sister this is the with sister. Him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and probably because, well, maybe it was on purpose. Who knows? But that actress, maybe they liked her and they're like, well, she's too young to be the mom. And I think having two kids out there makes it creepier because yeah. they're on their own. You know, and it's the, it's set in the 70s. It was fine for 
kids to yeah. go play in the woods on their own which we like probably can't do anymore but like um, oh they can it's just everyone's terrified of everything everyone's terrified of everything um but like to have two kids out in the woods digging a hole to hell is yeah. i think is what makes it creepier yeah. <laughs> no adult supervision for no. that. uh and then uh yeah the kid um that kid he was starting to annoy me at certain points and obviously it's on purpose right uh and i said made it back to camp I wouldn't stop. <laughs> I was like, nope, I'm just going home. Never coming back. And then I said, this kid freaks out, and uh, he's giving me Baba Duke flashbacks. Absolutely, yeah. He's just kind of like, now he's just an annoying kid. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is your problem? Uh, you better hit that kid with a stick. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> uh, I lied to you, kid. Your dog isn't in hell. I, I love how she's like, listen, I said he was in hell. I'm like, <laughs> why they can dig a hole to hell <laughs> because at one point she says i think at the beginning she's like oh no he's not going to heaven he was bad and i was like well, that was fucked up yeah just to add more layers of fucked up to this movie story but uh i did uh i did wonder if they'd ever show the three-headed dog beast i didn't think they would they kind of did but they didn't yeah i, I like what they kind of did with yeah. it i like the allude allusion yeah. to uh the 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 Cer- Cerberus Cer- Cerberus I don't know yeah, how to pronounce know. Cerberus, it Cerberus Cerberus yeah whatever <laughs> however you say it but yeah they kind of allude to it um, when they're at the camp great illustration yeah uh, all the yeah, illustrations yeah. in this are really cool yeah it really is uh, and then uh, crazy hillbillies are back yep and now uh, they got them in cages <laughs> yeah when they the kid runs and I was like kid what is wrong with you he like runs he runs around and they shoot the kid. And then they shoot the sister, and I was like, when they shoot him with, like, little 22s? Like, or what? I mean, they were shot. Yes. yes. But they're fine in the cages. Yeah, well, I think they're in shock, freaking out, trying yeah. to get out of the cages. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they get, yeah, they get shot. That tidy, whitey hillbilly <laughs> is extra creepy. Yeah. Like, when he, and he's wearing the horns. Yes. He's wearing so he humped a dead deer, but he already has like a horn hat. Yes. Extra creepy. What? Extra creepy. Extra weird. Uh and then they fucking grab the kid. They stick him in the statue and try to burn him mm-hmm. alive. Yep. And the the sister freaks out and I do love that she just goes extra like protection like she's doing what she's got to do to save him and her yeah and she just fucking shoots them both yep survival mode yeah. <laughs> and i was like hell yeah you go girl yeah um yeah basically that that's sort of that's kind of that so this is where it gets weird when they do sort of the the end after they get away but then there's more of yeah. the movie i was trying to understand maybe they were inspired by something else we don't know about yeah i didn't know what that choice was about that was kind of a weird choice i liked it though still because you kind of do finish that story and then you see more of like kind of the hell story but yeah it ends with oh no the the kid's like walking alone in the woods because the yeah well and then he like saves a dog from a bear trap of mm-hmm. some sort. And I said, why so much dog anger and pain? <laughs> uh, and then I go, that's strange, dot, dot, dot. I guess they saved the dog's life. Wait, it's not over. <laughs> yeah, because he stares into the camera. And I actually thought, oh, that's kind of a really good way to end it. 
and then it's her running and then she gets in the tent and then the kid comes at the tent but she's got this like six shooter revolver and she's just pointing it at the doorway and then it ends again and i guess it's up to you does she shoot or not right and i was thinking how many bullets she got left in that yeah, because she takes out the hillbillies, so... She uses at least four shots on yeah. them. Um, but there was a couple... The accidental shot at the very beginning when they're digging the hole. So I was like, did she shoot it again? I, You know, it's not like I went back to count. But I was thinking, I think she's out of bullets. And maybe that's just me being an optimist. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I the This movie paints a picture where she probably shoots the brother that's that's what i assume yeah um, to save him from the cerberus or whatever is coming that's well I, I think she thinks it's the the three-headed beast cerberus mm-hmm. um i don't know maybe but it's whole... it's to be a to yeah, be who knows? like assumed who by whoever is watching it then the best part of this is all of the explanation of why things happen almost like trying to decipher mm-hmm why this happened and how it might not be anything to do with the devil or whatever uh Sybaris. and it was kind of cool because then they go into the same thing that i believe it's just like it might not be true at all it's but when people believe it it can become true to them it changes their like brain chemistry yeah and they talk about like sort of like they talk about the sound thing and how it like yeah. messes with the viewer and then they talk about the scratched in images that are scratched into the film and you'll see them throughout mm-hmm. um besides the scratched in images there's also like this like cut to almost what looks like a snuff film that has been added to like the background yeah of the movie. i was trying to figure that I, did, I had no idea what that but it's it there's no explanation for it or whatever but it, i think it's extra creepy that they just like yeah. every now and again the movie will just cut to like two people being tortured uh but you don't really see much of that it's uh, a man and a woman that's all we know yeah in like a concrete facility yeah i, I don't know i that's it's fucked up i was i was like wait a minute that's that doesn't look like her and then i kind of figured out this isn't even them yeah so they kind of talk about that at the end like how this may have been added later like this may not actually have been part of the, you know, the 70s film Antrim, maybe somebody got a hold of the print and was putting in their own snuff, which makes it, again, extra creepy that, like, we don't know. Just, yeah. yeah, we don't know. We don't know the story. We don't know if it's fake snuff, it's real yeah, snuff. Right, it's, right. Yeah, yeah. Because most snuff that they'd ever find in investigations, you find out, are completely fake. Because mm. it's just, it's most, just, yeah, it's people, people don't weird. do that. <laughs> it's just people being weird. <laughs> yeah, but now people uh, make films of them breaking the laws, and it's like, thanks for the evidence. <laughs> like, I think that's why most snuff was never real. Maybe some was. It's like, it's just evidence. Right. That's, yeah, that's yeah. true. So, uh, yeah, it was, it, I just, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, I think, I think this is a super queasy, super uncomfortable, super just under your skin uh, kind of creepy film. Um, that like, yeah, when as soon as I as soon as we got the screener, I was just like, fuck, we gotta do this. Like, this is so cool. And yeah, like I love like you mentioned the William Castle sort of thing they build into the movie already. Like they don't need to travel with the movie and do the thing. That's so smart in my in my brain to have those those twenty minutes of that documentary footage bookending mm-hmm. the movie. So smart, it really sells the movie for me. Yeah, it's great. Highly recommend this. Me too. I really like this one. Yeah, so we both completely recommend it. Yeah, like I said, you might not be able to find this VHS, unfortunately, unless they do another run of it, which they might because this sold out so fast. Uh, but definitely 
pick up the DVD or do streaming or whatever whatever you normally do uh, to watch new stuff. Uh, Antrim, the deadliest film ever made. I I recommend this wholeheartedly. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you. Yeah, if we're going to go to the museum and put something in there, I'm going to do the illustrations in the book. Uh, I have to put in the, the the moment the movie pauses and the the demons looking at you, the viewer, is one of the creepiest scenes I've seen in a movie in years. Yeah, I was wondering if they put like something between the person and the camera to like, like you know, like an old school uh, in camera effect to do yeah, that. Yeah, there's something it off out. about it. It's yeah. not just a guy standing in a dark room. You know, it's something off about the way it's like looking at you yeah it's very uncomfortable (laughs) but it's such a great movie moment that like yeah i think this is super super cool and creepy in there so that's probably my favorite that's what i gotta put in the museum for this one right on all right come back next week we're doing a sci-fi film yeah come on back and uh i'm sure that's uh that's what our listeners are chewing at the bit for (laughs) shirtless dudes yeah a lot of oil yep (laughs) All right, remember to be kind. And rewind.